Bye-bye. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you to prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin White is a global pastor, best-selling author, and international speaker sharing God's message of prosperity for all nations. Kevin has flown over a million miles to 27 different countries and spoken to thousands of audiences throughout the world. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses, nonprofits, and churches. Kevin's three books, Audacious Generosity, Get to the Point, and What's Your Word, are international bestsellers with over 2 million copies sold worldwide. Kevin is the CEO of Spirit Media, a full-service publishing and marketing company in North Carolina. Okay, who's ready to prosper in the presence of God? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and help welcome your friend and mine, Kevin White. Good morning. Hey, everyone. I'm Kevin White coming at you from the USA. It is May the 30th, 2023. I hope everyone had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. All of our friends in the USA, uh, say hello to friends in the US and India and Philippines, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Mexico, Canada, Germany, Australia. Tell us where you're watching from. I am so honored to have you on the show today. As you can see, I am traveling. And actually, I want to introduce you uh, to my granddaughter, Charlie Kate. She's here. She's the only one that's not camera shy. Everybody else doesn't want to be on the camera. But can you say hello, everyone? <laughs> she's speech. Uh, she, she doesn't want to talk. Say hello. <laughs> What's your name? Say Charlie Kate. So Charlie Kate's three and a half years old. And um, we are so grateful to be able to travel with our family and our two granddaughters and they're going to go have some fun and I'll join them in just a minute. I love you. Bye. So I hope you are enjoying uh, this week. If you're here in the USA, you know, it's a holiday week. It's a shorter week for us. Uh, reality check as we have to go back to work soon, but I uh, wanted to take time and just share a very powerful word of encouragement for you. Today's word is treasure. Uh, I hope that you are ready to learn all you can about this word treasure. Put I'm ready for treasure in the chat. Okay, put that in the chat. But if you haven't already, say hello to family and friends around the world and tell us where you're watching from. And I hope that you will subscribe on YouTube and uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and make sure that you never miss one of these episodes. So let's dive into the to the word treasure today. Um, we're going to begin by just looking at one passage today out of First Timothy chapter six, verses seventeen and nineteen. You'll see it there on your screen. First Timothy chapter six, verses seventeen and nineteen. Paul is writing and he says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, 
which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and gener generous to those in need. Always being ready to share with others. By doing this, you will be storing up their treasure. Um, let me read that again. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life, true life. So I hope that you will um, really allow me to just pull some of the words out of this passage because God really has a powerful word and we miss it. Uh, we live as as people on earth in the earthly realm, and we totally miss at times the heavenly realm, the eternal realm. And Paul is talking about both here. And we can really make a mess here on earth if we're not careful about storing up treasures in heaven. So the first word that's very important for the church and you and I to understand is this word teach. Paul says teach. And in doing so, in some translations, it even says command. It, this is a strong word. Uh, it is to get across to, to tell, to instruct. Um, have you ever been a part of a church that is really reluctant to teach on money, to teach on financial management, uh, to teach on the treasures of heaven? If so, they are, they are ripping these verses out of the Bible. Now, I want you to look um, at the second word, it is the word proud. Uh, Paul says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud. And this is a, a word of arrogance. And it is a word to people who have experienced prosperity. And I have gotten flack for being associated with the prosperity gospel because I teach on prosperity. And if you know me, you know I am not on my shows telling people to boss God around and to expect only material things out of life and, and from God. That is not the message of the Bible at all. But prosperity absolutely is the message of God. And the church has done an injustice to the people far from God by throwing out the baby with the bathwater, so to speak. We get so fearful of the prosperity gospel that we allow the enemy to drive us out of fear instead of out of faith in God. And Paul here is talking about that. Paul is saying, teach those who have been prospered in the earthly realm not to be arrogant about it. This is powerful truth that every one of us need. And you might exclude yourself and say, well, Paul's not talking to me because I am so poor. And I really want to challenge you to, to really measure your riches and your poverty based upon your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you can have faith in God and nothing of material value to your name and be among the richest in the world, according to God's standards. And as I have said multiple times on the show, God is not one or the other. So often the church lives as if God can either 
give the prosperity gospel of all of these material possessions or he can give you faith, but he can't do both. And here we actually see both colliding. Paul is saying, teach those who are prospered in our day not to be arrogant about it. And he's saying those that have prosperity, material possessions, wealth, return on investment here on earth, tell them not to be arrogant about their prosperity as if they achieved it, as if it came from something they produced, but to put their trust in God. And that's the third word I want to bring out here from this scripture. Paul is talking about where we put our value, where we put our trust. Trust is what you put your weight in. And Paul is challenging us. Do you put your weight in, in material possessions here on earth or in treasures in heaven? And we're going to get to treasures in just a moment. But Paul is laying a foundation here. It's important that you and I agree with God that if we are covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and we have eternal life through Christ, then he declares us rich. And the word even says, let the poor say, I am rich. And it's not about all of a sudden you've got millions in the bank account. It is that you have eternal life. You've been made rich. You've been taken from spiritual poverty to spiritual wealth. And Paul is writing about that. And one of the things that can really disgrace God is for believers to live with a scarcity mentality, a poverty stricken mentality. Imagine being adopted by the richest couple in the world and you live as an adopted child talking about how poor you are. Your, your adopted father and mother are very rich. They're wealthy. And yet the, you spend the rest of your life talking about how poor you are, how, how you are neglected and how you have gone without. It would be disgraceful to that adopted parents for a child to live like that. Spiritually, you and I live like that at times. I have in years past. I was actually taught that it was more honorable to God to be poor than it was to be rich. And that is not true. If you look for it, you'll see instructions to the rich in the Bible. But everyone covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is declared rich, is declared wealthy by God. And, and God's, again, not opposed to material wealth. But first things first, make sure that you are wealthy first in faith and it will it will spare you a lot of grief about material wealth. And Paul is addressing that here. So I really want to challenge everyone with the question, how rich are you? I mean, it is time. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I mean, so often the world tells us that the Jeff Bezos and the Bill and Melinda Gates of the world are richer than the believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not judging their faith. That's between them and God. But by the world's standards, we talk about wealth being material bank wealth and scripture. And God talks about wealth being faith. 
We talked about it last week. Invest your faith into others. How rich are you? Are you purposefully declaring that you have been bought with a price, that you have been adopted. And when God adopted you, he took your burdens, your bills, your your um, financial ruined, and everything that came with you, a disease, poverty, anything, and he made it right. He adopted you and you inherit everything of your earthly father. You are rich. Let everyone covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ declare themselves rich because God is declaring you rich. And so Paul is talking about let those who have material wealth not be proud as if they gained something on their own. But put their trust in God. And you and I could read this passage and we could say, well, that doesn't really apply to me. I'm poor. I'm starving at times. I lack transportation. And God forbid, I mean, I pity those in poverty. I've spent two, actually three decades with, during my time with, with love from Jesus. We served the poor. Then when we went over to India, we saw poverty unlike anything that you can find in America. Yes, there are people that are poor in America. But by India's standards of poverty, even some of the poorest in America are wealthy materially because in India, you can actually die by not having enough money to go into a hospital. In the USA, you are allowed to go into the hospital. I know that medical injustice happens here, and I'm, I, I understand that there is poverty. I'm not trying to talk anybody out of that, but by the world standards, America is incredibly blessed. And yet so often we live and we are told that we are poor and, and it's important that you go internationally so you can see how rich you truly are compared to others in the world. One of my friends, actually moved to the USA and took his master's degree here and now has a career here in the USA. And um, I'm just going to be honest with you. He doesn't want to go back to India. He wants to bring his mom over from India because he sat there and watched his dad die after they called 13 doctors and none of them would treat his father. He was having a heart attack and uh, no one would would put him through any test. No one would evaluate him because they lack money. And from one doctor to the other, the doctors would not get up out of bed and come in to treat his father because they could not offer enough bribe to get the doctors to come. And that happens all across India. Another friend of mine is actually building a hospital right now in India for at-risk moms giving birth. He's watched so many moms bleed out because they did not have medical care and babies die because they did not have medical care. And so he is building a hospital. You can go to smgives.org. SMSpiritMediaGives.org, and you can see about that birthing center that's being built right now. And I'm blessed to be a part of it, and I would encourage you to be a part of it. But my point is 
there is a big difference between developing countries and countries like America. There are so many people coming to America to live the American dream. And part of that, yes, at times they can make it rich in, um, in their music or in their arts, in their business. But the vast majority of people living the American dream is being able to go into a hospital and receive treatment and to sign up for food assistance if they need it and to get um, schooling and education and on and on and on. And yet so many people consider poverty in America to be extreme. And again, my heart goes out to anyone that's hungry, to anyone that doesn't have the money to pay their bills. But I've, I've been, I've traveled the world over a million miles, 28 different countries, and I've seen poverty that I have never, ever, ever seen in America. You know, there is poverty in other countries that is by force. But the poverty in America many times is by choice. And I say that with compassion and with mercy. But again, there's just millions upon millions around the world that are living financially poor compared to American standards. Paul here is talking about let those who are rich materially. And I'm challenging every believer covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to, to declare as God does yourself rich and realize this verse, this verse is for you. This verse is for me. I'm not a multimillionaire, but but I am very rich spiritually and I'm also rich materially because of the gifts of God. And that is the fourth thing I want you to see. It says God richly gives. Paul says their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Now, as you know, I just finished my book, Only God Works, and I concluded it with a call uh, in the concluding the conclusion chapter, a declaration that the father's got to give it. That's the conclusion. That's the takeaway of this revelation. Only God works. If you haven't read it yet, you need to read only God works. And I'm willing to give you a free copy to everyone that will be willing to read it. And if you are willing, you can also leave a five-star review on Amazon. That will help complete strangers uh, find and read this book. But you can go to um, kevinwhite.us forward slash O. GW only God works forward slash OGW and request a free copy of only God works. I would love to share that with you. And the conclusion is the father's got to give it. I'm telling you everywhere I turn since writing this book, God is rubbing my nose in the truth that all we have are gifts of God. And he wants you and I to be men and women that are built on the gifts of God, our businesses to be built on the gifts of God, our churches to be built on the gifts of God, our bank accounts to be built on the gifts of God. And we could go on and on and on. But right here is the biblical truth of that. It says, 
who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. And there are people covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that do not like this verse. How many times have you been told you may not get all you want, but God will give you all you need. And God is the extreme father. I love Matthew 7, 11, that says, if you being sinful, you earthly fathers and mothers being sinful, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more does your heavenly father love to give good gifts to those who ask him? Are you telling me as a parent, you only give your children what they need? You would never give them a bike or something that they want. They may not need a watch, but have you ever given your child a watch because they really wanted a watch? And yes, there is a balance here. And Paul is talking about that, um, about, about how we need to not boss God around, but we need to we need to expect God to be generous with us. And I want you to see it here. God is also concerned about your enjoyment. You know, sometimes we think that we would enjoy something that's going to lead to death. And we need to let God decide what true enjoyment is that would lead to life. And God is not a joy killer. If anything, he is the one who provides joy, who gives joy. He told the woman at the well, drink of my water. I am the living water. Drink of me and you'll never go thirsty. It is a well that springs up every day. Eternal well. And that is true of the gifts of the spirit. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, all the things that money can't buy. And so I want you to hear the word enjoyment here. You may not like it. You may have been in a tradition that taught you that God only gives you what you want. And he does meet your needs, but he also provides joy that you'll never, ever be able to buy anywhere else. You can't smoke it in a pipe. You can't um, push it into you through a syringe. You can't pop it in a pill. You can't drink it out of a bottle. It is a joy that is leads to true life, true pleasure, true satisfaction. It doesn't come with a hangover the next morning. It is pure joy that is indescribable. And he richly gives you all that you need. But there is a there's a line that God draws here. Are you dependent on what you can produce? Or are you dependent on the gifts of God? Is your business dependent on what God can give you? Or is your business dependent upon what you can produce? God wants you and I as believers, people covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, to be dependent on the gifts of God. And if you'll open up your eyes, just pray, God, show me this. If Kevin is if Kevin is true in, in the revelation that you have given him, then open up my eyes to see this and watch what happens as you read scripture. You'll see the word gifts and and given and um, the the, the generosity of God all throughout scripture for God so loved that he gave my first book is audacious generosity. You'll see it everywhere. And I stand before you as a witness. 
it says, and you will be my witnesses. Well, I'm a witness that God wants us to be built on the gifts of God. Spirit media is built on the gifts of God. Are, are you built on the gifts? Is your business, is your church, is your family built on the gifts of God? The next word is use. He says, use your wealth, what God has given you to help others in need. Turn them into good deeds. Be generous with them. Always be ready to share with others. Do you live ready? I know so many people who have been blessed by God. And the last thing on their mind this morning was, God, who can I be generous with? If anything, they get up and they look at the stock market. They look at their account. They look at fidelity. They look at, at their, their, their place of their investment to see if it has grown or if it has shrunk during the night. The last thing they are thinking is, how can I share with others? And they are just accumulating more and accumulating more and accumulating more instead of sharing. Do you really think God would become in debt to you if you were to give your wealth away? If you would, would decrease your wealth to only what you would need to live on and give the rest away, do you think it would stay right there for the rest of your life? God says that he will never be in debt to any man. You cannot outgive God. Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. You know the joy of receiving. You haven't seen joy yet until you start giving it away. Wake up every morning looking for the opportunity to share with others and watch your joy meter go up. Watch the satisfaction of your life increase. Will you allow God to teach you to wake up every day willing to share with others, looking for who you can share with? This word from Paul is about rewards. Every one of us know what flight points are, credit card points are, um, grocery points, fuel points points, what um, some, sometimes you're in, in restaurants, have punch cards. You know what Starbucks points are. Many people around the world know what Starbucks points are. I want to show you a principle. Jesus said, you love because you first loved us, uh, because he first loved us. There is nothing that you are craving in your life that God has not first created. You and I are craving worldly points, travel points, Starbucks points, McDonald points, you name it. We are looking to see if our bank account has increased or decreased based upon interest points. None of that has any comparison to the riches in heaven, the rewards in heaven. We need to get out from up under the world's standards and ways and start living as a stranger in this world. So often we die with wealth in the bank and we'll never, ever see it again. One of the richest families in the community where I live became so wealthy 
They bought all of their children homes, their grandkids new cars. Two of their kids have overdosed in drugs. They have experienced so much pain as a result of prosperity. And what Paul is talking about here is the gift of God to allow purity to precede prosperity. And when we give, we are coming back <coughs> to the principle of purity preceding prosperity. Will you allow God to teach you this? Store up for yourself treasures in heaven. It says, treasures for the future. And then it ends with the word life. And, and it even says real life. So often we live by investing in the world standard of points and we, we invest in fake life that is not going to be here. And yet God has given us an economy to invest in with riches in heaven. And I want you to take this away. I want you, I'm going to rapid fire here. So buckle up. We're going to close out the show in just a few minutes. But here's the takeaway. God wants Christians to leaders to teach on prosperity. Pastors, teachers, evangelists, are you teaching on prosperity? Mothers, dads, believers, are you teaching on prosperity? This right here is your mandate out of 1 Timothy. There's many other uh, verses, but right here is a good one. And then purity precedes prosperity. Do you appreciate this gift of God? The third one is earthly prosperity is to be shared. So if you have extra in any category, extra flour, extra water, extra sheets, extra money in any category, you are to know what you need to live on and everything extra is to be shared. So many people are not aware of the Lord Jesus Christ in 2023 because believers are keeping it in the bank instead of helping to buy Bibles and helping to send missionaries and helping to build hospitals and helping to build schools and places that would share the gospel with people far from God. And it's a shame. It is a disgrace to the Lord Jesus Christ. And God is saying, stop looking at earthly points and start collecting heavenly treasures. Are you looking at the stock market more than you are the Bible about what to do with your wealth? Does the Holy Spirit have access to your inner spirit to tell you what to do, what you need to live on and what you are to do with the leftovers? Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The third thing is, I'm sorry, fourth thing is heavenly treasures are yours. They are yours. You are to be investing. Talk about return on investment. You are to be investing in heavenly treasures. Your treasures in heaven are either going to be tiny or massive based upon your investments on earth. Are your treasures in heaven tiny right now or are they massive because you are a kingdom person taking kingdom wealth and investing it for kingdom good? That's who I want to be. I want to be investing in treasures in heaven. In Only God Works, I ended with a question that I want to end this episode with. Will you invest everything God has given you into eternity? your time, 
your talents, your treasures? Will you invest in heavenly treasures? I wrote at the last chapter, invest the wealth God has entrusted to you into eternity. Spirit Media Gives, you can go to smgives.org, has current projects waiting funding to publish, translate, and ship the message of God through the people of God to the nations without access to know about Jesus. And you can learn more at smgives.org. Let me pray over you and we'll close out the show. Heavenly Father, will you take this revelation of treasures in heaven? Would you open up eyes, open up hearts, open up spirits that we you could download this revelation, that we could really receive prosperity, uh, that we could really receive purity before prosperity, and that we would know that you are a God that prospers, but your first concern is that we would be so pure that it would not spoil us, but that we would become kingdom stewards of all that you've entrusted to us. I pray that over every brother and sister in Jesus name. Amen. Put into the chat. I will be a kingdom steward. Give a witness of that to people all over the world. I will be a kingdom steward. Put that into the chat. I hope that you'll be back next week as we share uh, the message reward and I will see you back next Tuesday here on the Kevin White Show. God bless you all. Thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing the Kevin White Show. Visit KevinWhite.us for Kevin's blog, videos, books, and more, all geared toward helping you prosper in the presence of God. That's KevinWhite.us. Kevin's books are available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Contact Spirit Media for all your publishing and marketing needs at spiritmedia.us. Spirit Media, taking the message of God through the people of God to the nations. Visit spiritmedia.us today. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program, copyright Kevin White International, all rights reserved. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show with another powerful message of prosperity in the presence of God.